Praise God. Thank God for last week's Sunday. Thank him for Monday. Thank him for Tuesday. Thank him for Wednesday. Thank him. Thank him for Thursday. Thank him for Friday. And thank him most especially for this morning. What he said to do in our lives. Give him praise. Give him glory. We honor you. We magnify your name. We give you praise. Lado sabra de keto se brandi vahando se bele 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 raba sobranda vacato se brede besanda yagabali brossa bradi vahanda la baco se grede ketese yanta bahali bossa bradi vahanda la bacalo se brede yandi boco se bradi vahanda sa in Jesus precious name Father we thank you we bless you for Sunday last week. Thank you for Monday. Thank you for Tuesday. Thank you for Wednesday. Thank you for Thursday. Thank you for Friday. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for the last day, which is everyone's day. Thank you, Spirit of God, for diverse ministrations we have received. Thank you for this session also. Let grace be released. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, let grace be released. Let grace be released. Let grace be released. Let this service mark a turning point for someone. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the sick go healed. Let the bound be loose. Let the poor be enriched. Glorify yourself in Jesus' precious name. And the saints of God shouted an amen. Shout an amen. amen. Shout a better amen. amen. God sends us into meetings and into places for specific purposes. Praise God. Every minister, every man of God carries his own unique anointing. Praise God. When uh, Pastor Emmett was singing, I was wondering, that God, if next time you are creating me and I'm coming, make me a singer like him. Praise God. The man is anointed. Let's put our hands together for him. You see, you can sing with the spirit and you can sing with the skill. Paul said, I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with understanding. Praise God. That those who sing with skill, others sing with anointing. And I'm sure when you listen to the airwaves, you hear most of them. Those who sing with skill are a lot. Praise God. That's why we need to celebrate and appreciate ministries like that. Be seated for a moment. Be seated for a moment. Amen. Praise God. I've enjoyed my time with you greatly. And uh, I thank God very much for our host and his wife. Put your hands together and celebrate our host. Prophet Daniel, you are awesome. Put your hands together. I can Hey, are you tired? The service is about to start. Amen. He's a very, very kind-hearted man. Praise God. Hosted very well. Amen. And I'm very glad the food I ate, the people who met my needs. Food is very important. 
Praise God. The people who were at my beck and call, very wonderful people. And I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much for everything. Lady Thema, thank you for your support. I appreciate it. Put your hands together for her so much. Lovely, 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 lovely people. Lovely people. And once again, I want to thank God for the leadership, for the opportunity to come and be a blessing. Amen. And thank you also for bringing my wife. I don't think... I've ministered in a few churches in Accra. I have never... In fact, I've never ministered in any church in Accra with my wife. This is the first time. This is the first time. Amen. And when my wife is with me, I preach better. That one. That one. That one, you can be sure. So this morning, get ready. Everything I've been saying so far is non-far. The far is about to come. Praise God. Thank you so much, dear, for coming. Amen. This morning, we, a special anointing has been invoked. How many of you can smell that anointing? Yeah. It's a special anointing. And this morning, I want to do a prophetic act and stand on it to minister. Praise God. Stand on your feet wherever you are. The Bible says, if you bring your gift to the altar, the altar has a unique place. It plays in our lives. This is not an offering. Praise God. But I feel led to stand to provoke something on someone's behalf. Praise God. Bow down your head for a moment. Take a special seat. Take a special seat. Beginning from now to the end of the year, some of you will have amazing testimonies of financial wealth. Can somebody give me an amen there? When I want to walk you into testimonies of what God has done and is still doing for people, through the things I've shared with you, we won't close. Praise God. But like I keep on saying, I want you to provoke something on your life. There are things we do, they affect our generations. Praise God. Any man who ever had a special encounter with God, particularly in the Old Testament, they always raise an altar. They always, always. Jacob sleeps, wakes up. And then he lifts up an altar. Then he begins to speak. Lord, if you will be with me and keep me in the way and bring me again, whatever you give me, I will give a tenth unto thee. He went with the staff, came back loaded. Praise God. I don't know how this year has been for you. I don't know how this month has been for you. But I can tell how the remainder of the year will be for you. Praise God. Walk and place that gift on this altar right now. Whatever seed you've taken, just put it. Don't put it in the basket, please. Put it on the altar. Ushers, yeah. Those outside, please. Please open the door for those outside. Those outside, every one of you.
quickly. Ashes. One or two ashes can help me here now. Make sure you put it on the altar. Specific instructions are important in prophetic meetings. Put it on the altar. Those outside, you are active members of this, active participants of the service. Ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my mind and, and into my soul. Pledging my life, pledging my life, serving you was my desire. I won't be holding, I won't be holding back at all. Responding to your call, I will open up. I will open up my heart. Ready, ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my mind and into my soul. Pledging my life, pledging my life, serving you. My desire. I won't be holding on. I won't be holding back at all. Responding to your call. I will open up. I will open up my heart. Ready for your holy fire. I will let you in. I will let you into my mind and into my soul. in my life. Pledging my life, serving you is my Put it on the altar, please. Put it on the altar. I won't be holding back at all, responding to your call. I will open up. I will open up my heart. Ready. Ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my mind. You can take your seat and, and into my soul. Pledging my life. Pledging my life. Serving you is my Please, on the desire. altar, on the altar, specifically. I won't be holding back at all. Responding to your call. I will open up. I will open up my heart ready for your holy fire i will let you in i will let you into my mind and into my soul now those of you who received envelopes envelopes on friday if you have it here step forward with it quickly anybody who took an envelope on friday if you have the seed here Walk forward with it quickly. Let me receive that quickly. Before I'm going to be teaching, and then there will be anointing. So I want to clear some of these things off, so that when we are done, we know we are done. And into my soul. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Responding to your call. 
lift up your right hand with me as a point of contact with the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, thank you for today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your help like always. Thank you that in this service you are present to speak to us. Change us. Transform us. Impart us. Let your word come with revelation and understanding. Let no man or woman in this service return the same. I give you glory. I give you praise. In Jesus' matchless name and the saints of God shouted an amen. amen. That is a whisper of an amen. I said shout an amen. amen. That amen is suffering from Kwashiorkor. Shout a better amen. amen. This morning, I feel led to speak to you. Praise God. Speak to you as a pastor who has pastored not for too many years, just a little over 10 years. Praise God. And by the grace of God, I've seen lives transformed. Within 10 years, I've seen a lot of things happen in people's lives. The sick healed, marriages restored. All kinds of blessings. Praise God. When you come to our church, our church is a very youthful church. I started a church largely with students. Praise God. And most of these students have grown up to become adults. Praise God. A lot of them have become adults. We have a number of doctors in our church. Some lawyers, all kinds of people. I fed them with the word of God consistently over a period of 10 years. And I've seen what God can do. Belonging to a church is one of the greatest blessings that any human being can have. Praise God. I read a book a couple of years ago. And the book was on healthy living. And longevity, how to live long. And among many things they talked about, they said if you are committed to a family of believers, it helps to elongate your days. Praise God. There are many things we do in church to be blessed. But being in church and being in church well alone is enough to transform your life. Praise God. I've seen people who are not so prayerful. I've seen people who are not almost present in every meeting share amazing and humbling testimonies because they understood what I'm about to share with you. Praise God. And I pray that God will... Listen, everything I've taught you today, if I taught you this week, if you don't get anything out of this, make sure you take home something from this sermon. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 92. Psalm 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12. It says, They that be planted in the house of God, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. They that be planted in the house of God, verse 13, they shall flourish 
they shall flourish in the court of our God. I see you flourishing in this place. I said, I see you flourishing in this place. They that be planted. There are folks who are not planted. The first step to becoming fat and flourishing is to be planted. Praise God. The second step is to be connected. Somebody say be planted. The second is to be connected. They that be planted in the house of our God. They shall flourish in the court of our God. They shall flourish. So being in an atmosphere like this, you are ordained to flourish. Say, I'm ordained to flourish. Shout it, I'm ordained to flourish. That is the foundational key. The second key is becoming connected. You know, you can, there's power in Ghana, there's electricity power in Ghana, but there are places in Accra, properties in Accra, who may not have lights. They are not having light does not mean that there is no light electricity in Ghana. They are not having light is probably because they are not connected to the grid. Praise God. The fact that you are not getting blessed does not mean that people are not getting blessed here. Praise God. The fact that you are not sharing your testimony does not mean that other testimonies are not flowing. Check your connectivity. Turn to your neighbor and say, check your connectivity. This morning, I'm teaching on maximizing the blessedness of being pastored. Maximizing the blessedness. Somebody say the blessedness. Say the blessedness. Maximizing the blessedness of being pastored. When you come to church, you come to be pastored. Somebody say, when I come to church, I come to be pastored. When you come to church, you come to be pastored. When you get planted in the house of God, you have to be connected to your pastor. And then allow him to pastor you. Thank God in this house, God has given you a shepherd. And I see the grace and the anointing of God upon his life flowing through your life. Give me a believing amen. Amen. To maximize something simply means to get the most out of the thing. Get the most out of it. To pastor or to be pastored in a general sense is to be shepherded. Somebody say shepherded. That's what it means to be pastored. To be pastored is to be shepherded. In a general sense, I'll get into other details of it. But in a general sense, it means to be shepherded. In the book of First Timothy, First Peter chapter 5, verse 2. First Peter 5, 2, King James Version. This is what it says. He said, shepherd the flock of God. Somebody say, shepherd the flock of God. He said, shepherd the flock of God. Over which you have been made overseers, which is among you. Shepherd the flock of God. When you go into scripture closely, you realize that sheep is one of the metaphors God uses to describe his children. Sheep. The word shepherd comes from a Greek word poimen. And the word poimen is the word out of which we have the word pastor. So when you read the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8, and the Bible talks about when he had ascended on high, he gave 
uh, he left captivity captives and gave gifts unto men. And verse 11 says, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some teachers, some evangelists for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry. The word pastor there is a word shepherd. Somebody say shepherd. Can this light be reduced a bit? Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Again and again in scripture, you see that. In the book of Psalm, Psalm 95, verse 6 to 7. Psalm 95, verse 6 to 7. He said, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord God, our maker. Come, let us worship. Somebody say, come, let us worship. Psalm 90, go. Come, let us, for we are, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord God, our maker. Verse 2. He said, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Praise God. Somebody say, I'm the sheep of his hand. Please follow me closely because I need to teach you this so that your life will be on a permanent uh, journey of peace, tranquility, and prosperity. If you get this message, I'm telling you, (laughs) you you won't need anything else again. Praise God. You won't need it. Anything else again. Revelation is what I pray for you this morning. Again, in Psalm 100, verse 1 to 3, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Psalm 100, 1 to 3. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3, he said, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Can you see the word sheep again? Come with me to Psalm 78 verse 52. Psalm 78 verse 52. He said, but he made his own people go forth like a flock. 78, 72. Psalm 78 verse 52. Psalm 78 verse 52. But he made his own people to go forth like a flock. His people go forth like a flock and guided them in the wilderness. Not Psalm 105 verse 2. Psalm 78 verse 52. He made his own people. Somebody say his own people. Go forth like what? They go forth like sheep. And guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. The Bible said, when he saw them, he was moved with compassion. Why? Because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. They were like a sheep without a shepherd. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. The Bible said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That scripture simply underscores or underlines the fact that we live in a world filled with scorpions and lions. He said you will tread upon them That means anywhere you step, you are stepping on lions and scorpions. Everywhere in a world filled with lions and scorpions. If you don't have a shepherd, your life is greatly at risk. You remember David? He said, when I kept my father's flock and a lion came 
and a bear came. I went after it and I plucked it out of its mouth. The lions will come, the bears will come. In life, you can't run away from them. Sooner or later, lions will come, bears will come chasing after you. And when they do come, that is the time you value the place of a shepherd. Praise God. Every sheep is at the mercy of its shepherd. Every sheep. Every sheep. The life of a sheep is inseparable from the life of its shepherd. Praise God. A sheep that is not ready to follow the voice of its shepherd will be a cheap prey. We live in a world full of lions. In fact, Satan himself is described as a lion. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter 5 verse 8, he said, be sober, be vigilant. Because your, your adversary, the devil, walked as a roaring lion. Walked about seeking whom he may devour. Listen, you, you and your household shall not be devoured. Can somebody give me a belief in amen? amen? That's where we need to start from. So Jesus admitted that it's risky for anyone. Why was he crying? He saw them without shepherd and was weeping for them. That's how dangerous it is to exist without a shepherd. Having a shepherd over your life brings you into strange order of blessings. Everybody likes to read the Psalm 23. We like it. How many of you have read Psalm 23 before? It's a, it's a very popular Psalm and we like it. The Lord is my shepherd. Thank God for it. The Lord is my shepherd. What most people don't know that God does not personally appear to shepherd anybody. God never appears personally to shepherd anybody. All through scripture, most of the times when people have encountered God, they've not been able to uh, relate with him. Every time when God even wanted to come and save us, he had to uh, take the form of a human being. Why? Because unless he appeared like that, we cannot connect with him. Praise God. If the work of salvation could not be accomplished without the mediation of a human vessel, the Bible said that great is the mystery of godliness. God was in Christ reconciling the word unto himself. In fact, in the book of 1 Corinthians, it says, God was in Christ reconciling the word unto himself. Praise God. Salvation could not be accomplished without the form of a human being in the form of Christ appearing. Everything that follows salvation will also require the same thing. Praise God. Let me show you a scripture that will help you put this thing in perspective. It's great. We know what happens when God becomes your shepherd. Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He said, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my hair with oil, my cup runneth over now, you will be surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Let me tell you, the same thing can happen to you. In fact, everything there is what exactly that happens to any man who connects with the shepherd. Praise God. Every one of those things there, if you are truly committed and connected to your shepherd, 
they will be flowing after your life one after the other. One after the other. One after the other. Let me show you. Psalm 77, verse 20. The Bible said, Thou leadest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. He leads his people like what? Like what? A flock, a flock is what? Sheep. He leads his people like sheep by the hand of Aaron and Moses. Aaron and Moses. God ordained these people. How did God shepherd the people of Israel? By the hand of Aaron and Moses. That is to tell you that God will always shepherd you supernaturally through the medium of a human hand. Is somebody following what I'm teaching tonight? He will always shepherd you through the medium of a human hand. But unfortunately, because of largely ignorance, which is the reason why I'm confronting this subject today. Because I've, I've done the job for some time and I'm still doing it. Praise God. And I've experienced all manner, heard all manner of testimonies. I remember there was an occasion I was in my office around 12 midnight, 12 midnight, 12 midnight. I was in my office studying. And then all of a sudden, one of our members, her name came to my spirit like that. Very strong. A lady, I will hardly call a lady after 12, after uh, 10 p.m. Praise God. You can call me, but I will not call you. Praise God. Then, all of a sudden, alone in my office, I just heard the name strong in my spirit. Pick up my phone and I called her. I said, Esther, where are you? When I called, she was also almost in tears. Praise God. They had traveled to a place. Got stuck in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the night. The vehicle they are running with has broken down. Two ladies. Don't know what to do at the middle of the night. I said, what happened? Then she began to narrate. Listen, I said, God will send you an angel. Praise God. And in no time, a taxi driver who was, had no bearing in the place appeared there, assisted them, and brought them home. Am I communicating to somebody? Now listen, what I'm teaching, I'm not teaching you fables. I'm not teaching you things I've not experienced. This is just about last month. Last month, I was there when another name of one of our ladies members popped up in my spirit. I called her, the whole week her name had been on my mind. I called her one Monday morning. When I called her, she was also crying. He said, Pastor, I've been crying all night. I said, that's why I called you. That's why I called you. That's why I called you. I'm sure that maybe even in this house, some of you may have had testimonies and encounters like that. Praise God. The relationship between a shepherd and a sheep is so fantastic. And if you know how to maximize it, you won't pray much. Because the truth of the matter is that most Christians nowadays don't even pray. Yeah, I know you people pray. Praise God. The average Christian cannot boast of consistent prayer Monday to Friday. Particularly Accra Christians. Ah! Praise God. Monday to Friday. If it's not in a church service, consistently, 30 minutes every day, 30 minutes every day. 30, ah, but I know how prayerful people look like. If you were praying like that, your face will even be changing. 
Can somebody give me an amen here? Apart from being in church. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't know. Jesus wept in scripture for two things. That's why I value knowledge critically. He wept for two reasons. One was because Lazarus had been buried. The second was because he met a group of people who were ignorant. They didn't know. The Bible said, my people are destroyed. No Satan's people, my people. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What you don't know, God does not hold you accountable for. But what you know and you don't put it to work, God will hold you accountable. The Bible said, in the times of ignorance, God winked at. But now, he commands all of us to repent. Praise God. Praise God. Having a pastor is having one of the most valuable gifts on earth. Valuable, valuable, valuable. One of the most precious gifts on earth. The Bible said, when Jesus ascended on high, he didn't give uh, us houses. I know we like houses. Receive a house. You are already a tenant. I'm saying receive a house. You are just looking at me. Receive a car. Receive doors of favor. Now, this is showers of blessing. The blessings are getting showered as I'm speaking them forth. Praise God. But when Jesus ascended, cars are good, houses are good, children are good, a husband is good, a wife is good. But when he ascended, he didn't give us any of these. He gave us apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now listen, everything Jesus would have done for you, he has ordained that through these five gifts, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the apostle, through them, all of that, a lot of things you are praying for. God has already placed them and connected them to Pastor Dan here. If you connect to him, you won't pray about it, but it will happen in your life. Can somebody give me an amen here? Amen. Give me a louder amen here. Amen. My objective in this teaching is threefold. One, to help you understand what it means to be pastor. Two, two, Unfold to you the blessings associated with connecting to the heart of your pastor. And then three, how biblical ways to maximize the blessing. Praise God. Biblical ways to maximize the relationship. You see, you can have access to Flagstaff House, Nanado. You may have a relationship with him. You can contact him and then uh, maybe meet him somewhere and he says, okay, 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 okay. Ah, you are a son or a daughter of an old class friend of mine. And because of that, this is my card. You can visit me at the Flagstaff house. But the moment you get to the Flagstaff house, you have a card that gives you access to Nanado. But if you are not ready for the protocol that one must follow to see Nanado, you will see Flagstaff house, but you will see Nanado, two of us. Am I communicating at all? You will enter there, but you won't see it. The Bible said, enter his gates. When you are coming into the court of God, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. So, you can have access to the gates, but you can be denied entrance into the court. And it's in court where matters are settled. Am I communicating here? Matters are settled in the court. 
The gift is around you. The same gift that others distant are getting most from. The same gift. Because I realized that, you see, the anointing on most pastors, eh, most of the time, the people they pastor, very few of them get most out of it. That's why I'm teaching you this. Because, see, all of us will come here and go. Everybody will come here and go. No matter how anointed the person is, he won't come and stay with you. He will come and go. So, if you are not getting much from the one who stays with you, you are wasting your time. Am I making sense at all? You are wasting your time. And there is a biblical way. There is something to do to get the most out of them. What does it mean to be pastored? Number one, to be pastored is to be fed regularly with the word of God. That's what it means to be pastored. To be pastored is to be fed regularly with the word of God. Thank God for prophet. Sunday after Sunday, Another week after week, he meets you here and he feeds you with the word of God. First Peter chapter 5 verse 2. He said, feed the flock of God. King James, feed the flock of God. Feed the flock of God. Feed the flock of God. Somebody say feed. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Feed the flock of God. Feed them. To be pastored is to be fed. Regularly. Listen, the quality of your life will always be a function of the quality of of food you depend on. The quality of your life is always a function. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, 16, Jeremiah 3, 16, he said, I will give, 15, he said, I will give you pastors after my heart who shall feed you, verse 15, I will give you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Somebody say knowledge. Knowledge and understanding. Now, the moment you go to verse 16, you see the effect of knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass. Why you be multiplied and increased? I see you increasing. I see you multiplying of every side. Give me a louder amen someone. Number two, to be pastored is to be prayed for or interceded for continually. To be interceded or prayed for continually. 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 I've not known Pastor Dan for too long, but the closer I get to him, the more I feel the spirit of prayer and the anointing of the Holy Ghost around him. The man prays. Praise God. No, 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 no. He prays. I mean, since I came, I've literally been fighting him to sleep in his house. Why is he doing all of this? You think for himself? No. I hear. Don't you even say I hear. It cannot be for himself. Sometimes I'm talking with Pastor Prince, and the feedback I get is that this man can be in an all-night session of prayer by himself alone. All month. Praying. When you do business and prosper, you think it is a, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. You think it's by that, eh? We're a joker. Praise God. When you go into labor and you come out safe, you don't know the travelings that went on in the secret. 
you don't know who was sent in the world as a demonic nurse to deliver your baby. And you don't know the prayer that flushed him out of the world. That's why you came out on skip. And this is why you need to understand the place of your pastor. Can somebody give me an amen? Consistently. One of the greatest things you can do for your pastor is to allow him space and time. Praise God. The more time he gets to be with God, the better your life becomes. In the book of Acts, chapter 6, verse 4, they say we will give ourselves wholly to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Bible says all of us, men ought to pray. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, he said, and he spoke a parable unto this end, that men ought to always pray and not to faint. First Thessalonians 5, 17, he said, pray without ceasing. In the book of Ephesians 6, 19, he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication. In Ephesians 6, he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication. There are many biblical admonitions for the believer to pray. But not many Christians pray. That's why God must give you a shepherd who will labor in the womb of prayer persistently for you. Can somebody give me an amen? Can somebody give me a better amen? Colossians. Apostle Paul was speaking. Colossians 1.3. He said, we give thanks unto God for you. Praying always for you. Praying always for you. Let me tell you. Life is hard. But life will be harder without an intercessor. Am I complicating here? Life is hard. I tell our people all the time, particularly. You see, when we have a church that has a lot of intellectuals, most of the time, the thing that denies a lot of people access to their breakthroughs and their blessing is what they call intelligence. If you go to school a little, please be careful when you come into the presence of God. I'm telling you. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. I equally pastor a church that has a lot of intellectuals. Like I told you, we have not less than 15 doctors in various disciplines in our church. Praise God. Most of them entered the church as students and they graduated. In our Kumasi church, in our car church. But I tell them all the time listen, the world we live in is more than natural. The word we live in is more than what? I tell nobody, nobody. There are some of them who will not tell you. Nobody goes through life successfully with his natural eyes. Nobody is either you are seen by yourself or somebody is seen on your behalf. But by all means, you need a covering. Without it, you are running a shipwreck of your life. That's why God, in his wisdom, gave you a pastor. That's why you have a pastor. In the book of Luke chapter 22. Luke 22. Luke 22 verse 31 and 33. Jesus said, Peter, Peter, Satan desires to have you. That he may sit you. Somebody said, Satan is desiring me. Oh, some of you, you think you are as lanky as myself, full of bones, so Satan doesn't like you. He likes you. If he gets you, he will sift you. He said that he may sift you as we. Do you know what it means to sift he may sift you as wheat. Satan is looking for you to sift you as wheat. But look at what Jesus said in verse 32. He said, but I have prayed for you. When Satan comes after you, he's praying for you. When 
stands there down and leashes his demonic asnas. And they are coming after you. After your children. Who is praying for you? Because at that moment, if there is no one on his knees praying for you, you are as good as feathers. You are as good as feathers. What does it mean to be fasted? To be fasted is to be cared for. To be cared for spiritually. Somebody say cared for spiritually. Jesus was speaking in John chapter 10, verse 13. He said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his flock. He said, but he who is unhighly, and for whom the sheep are not, he seeth the wolf cometh. Have you seen that sheep are always at risk? Wolf is either chasing a sheep, a bear is coming after a sheep, a lion is always... Every time there is something all through scripture from Genesis to Revelation, all the way to the New Testament, you see it. Sheep are always at risk. Something is always looking for them. He said, the one who is a highling, when he sees the sheep is coming, they flee and they run away. And he said, the highling fleeth because he cared not for the flock. There are some of us that sometimes in our ignorance, we do certain things for some pastors, which is not bad though, who have no sense of care for our lives. You can have somebody who is in church and he sends money regularly to some pastor on TV. When you are doing your baby naming, call that pastor to come and name him. When your father dies and you are being comforted, go and call that pastor. Let him come and comfort you. When you are getting married, call that television. Go and pull him from the TV. Let him come and bless you. Am I communicating here? Listen, I'm telling you some things that are not easy for pastors to teach. I'm telling you some things that prophet Daniel may know. But he will not, he may not easily tell you. Praise God. Because sometimes you don't know, people misjudge our motives. When we are talking like this, people, ah, what is he talking? What is he talking? But I want to help you because I believe that God brought me here for an assignment. If I come here again, if I never come here again, when you plug into this message, wherever you find yourself, even if your pastor is not anointed, you'll be blessed. You see, most of the time, the reason why people are in church, they are not getting blessed, is not because the man of God is not anointed. It's because they are wrongly connected. They are wrongly what? They are wrongly connected. What does it mean to be pastored? To be pastored means to be, bring yourself under spiritual authority. Be under spiritual authority. Everybody wants to have authority. But very few know how to be under authority. You can never become an authority until you have learned to be an authority. The Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 3, 13 verse 1. He said, let every soul be subject unto the higher power. Let every soul, the intellectual soul, the ignorant soul, the rich soul, the poor soul, the aged soul, the today born soul, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For the powers that there is no power but be of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And when you go to verse 2, I like verse 2. He says, he said, whoever resisted the power. Somebody say resisted. He's talking about authority. Whoever resisted the authority. 
he resisted the ordinance of God. Listen, never stay in church and think that we are all the same. It's a mistake. I said it's what? It's a mistake. It's a very serious mistake. It's a very serious mistake. Authority is vital for your life as a child of God. When you go through scripture, I'll walk you through a few scriptures that will help you. The word the Bible uses is rule. Somebody say rule. Rule, rule, rule. Come with me to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. He said, obey them that have the rule over you. Have you seen that? Please look here. Look on the screen with me. Obey them that have the rule over you. The rule over you. And submit yourselves unto them. For they watch for your souls. As they who must give account unto God. Not with grief. He said, that they may do it with grief. They may do it with joy and not with grief. For such is unprofitable for you. Now, Hebrews 13, 7. Hebrews 13, 7. Remember them that have the rule over you. Can you see that? Please follow me. Remember them that have what? The rule over you. Hebrews 13, 24. Hebrews 13, 24. Salute all them that have the rule over you. First Timothy 5, 17. First Timothy 5, 17. First Timothy 5, 17. He said, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. The elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Are you following what I'm teaching this morning? Are you following what I'm teaching? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. 12 and 13. He said, we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. There are people who are over you in the Lord. When you go to the university and you are in first year, there are people who are over you in the university. When you go to SHS, there are people who are over you. And when we come to church, the people who, who are over us, they are not over us by reason of age. They are not over us by reason of intelligence. They are, o- they are over us by reason of grace. Can somebody give me an amen? I said, can somebody give me an amen? And if you understand this, it will help you a lot. Grace. But for the grace of God, I was sharing a little bit of my life with your pastor. But for the grace of God, I have no business on this altar. Praise God. I have no business on this altar at all. Maybe I will be in the streets as a mad person by now. Praise God. Because as a secondary school boy, I used to smoke a lot. Smoke Indian hemp. You can see my weight. And imagine my weight there. I smoke everything away until I almost went off. But the Bible said, when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with flesh and blood. I like the songwriter who wrote the song and said, Where would I be? You all know. I'm glad you see through eyes of love a hopeless king. An empty grave, if not for grace. Listen, 
come to church, don't check your pastor's age. So do what he tells you to do. He says, let's lift up our hands. Then your hands are down. Stand on your feet and you are seated. And it's not like God has blessed you with old age that you are tired. You can't stand for long. Young woman, 45, 43. You think you went to work, so you are tired. But if you were at work still and your boss spoke, what would you do? Some people have funny, funny statements they make. Very stupid statements Satan is making people make. I will never attend a church that I'm older than. I will never be pastored. Oh, why are you saying hey, as if you have not heard it before? Don't pretend though. Don't pretend to me. Praise God. They come, they look at his height. Uh, this pastor is a very young man. That's a lot of zeal. You have already judged him as a small boy. So, when he says you are blessed, you can be blessed. Because a big man cannot be blessed by a small man. Am I communicating here? Let me tell you. The Bible says every river, every river. Have you seen a river that is flowing uphill before? Every river flows downhill. Am I communicating here? The altar, the moment you become older than the one who stands on your altar, you are not ready for the blessing. Am I communicating? I'm not saying that you, the person may not, you may not be older. But when it comes to spiritual matters, there's a way you position yourself. I have a woman in our church who is about, uh, Auntie Anna is about 70, 70 what? About 72, 73. In our church, you have to really love God if you're a woman of that age to come to our church. Because you will climb st- stairs. Two story before you get there. This woman doesn't just come for Sunday service. She's dancing as an intercessor. Praise God. Stancing as an intercessor. Never gave birth to any child. A 70 year life. And she stays in the church. Listen. If you understand what I'm telling you today. You'll be gone. I said you'll be what? You'll be far gone. Far gone. Far gone. There are people I don't pray about. Because they don't have much to present. And yet they are getting blessed every time. Every time they see me, there's a testimony. Every time they see me, there's something God is doing. And it's not because of any extraordinary thing. Because they have received the gift God has given unto them. They've received. I pray God will give you understanding today. I say, I pray God will give you understanding today. To be pastored is to have is to have prophetic blessings declared over your life week after week. Somebody say week after week. Pastor Emmett, I saw something in scripture that humbled me. In the book of Numbers chapter 6. Numbers 6. Let's read it. Numbers 6 verse 22. It's a very dangerous scripture. When you understand this scripture, every time pastor say you are blessed, you will not be shouting like a desica amen. You will be shouting and amen with all your heart. He said, and the Lord, somebody say the Lord. Uh-huh. This is not Moses speaking. The Lord spoke unto Moses. Saying, verse, speak unto Aaron. Who is Aaron, the high priest? He said, speak unto Aaron and unto his sons. Aaron and his sons formed the priesthood household of Israel. 
it says, saying, on this wise you shall bless the children of Israel. Saying unto them, verse 23, the Lord bless and keep you. You are, you are spiritual now. The Lord bless and keep you. Then he said, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. He said, the Lord lift up his countenance unto thee. And give unto thee peace. Verse, and thou shalt put my name upon the children of Israel. And I will what? That's, that's where it is. He said, when you have blessed them like that, I will bless them. So when pastor said, next year by this time you are coming to a SOB conference, forming your own company, or being an employer of labor. While he's saying it, God is blessing you and bringing it to pass. Can somebody give me an amen? When you look at your life and you have been in seven relationships, none of them has led into marriage. And you come for a conference like this, and pastor is standing here, you come for solution center, and he's declaring, Next year, about this time, if I be a servant of God, you'll be joyfully married. When you say an amen, the moment you say it, God takes effect. You see, words are spirit. The Bible said, The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Spirit and they manifest in the lives of those who believe. The reason why sometimes a lot of people go to places they don't have to go, man of God. A young man went to a place in our church. Very young man, about, I think he's maybe 21 or so. Went to one juju center for money. He came to, when he came, he said he didn't know. You know, when people usually get challenges, they usually don't tell the full story. I will just pray for him and God set him free. He, had, he said he followed a friend to a place. And when he went, money, all kinds of things. And then when they gave them certain conditions, you know, you see, everything takes a heart. Somebody say, everything takes a heart. Everything takes a heart. Even to sin to a certain degree, you need a certain kind of heart. When the guy went and they gave the conditions, his heart could not take it. And these places, you don't go and go back quietly. You don't come secretly and go back quietly. So, he slept, he couldn't sleep. They were calling him in the night. Run to the office and say, ah, this is what I went to do. So, so, and so, so, and so. Then he narrated a long story. We prayed for him. God set him free. But the reason why people can leave a church and go to places and be consulting all manner of things is because they don't understand this mystery. When you come to church and pastor says, he's even shaking your hand and says, you are blessed. Go, this is a unique day for you. When you understand who he is and what he carries, you don't need to be anointed or pour oil over. All of those things are great. But people are always looking for something extra because there's no faith in your heart. When you truly connect to your pastor with faith, every word from his mouth. I met one of my sons in Accra here and I spoke to him. I said, I see you very shortly. In fact, it's not like I was prophesying, no. Because I have never prophesied. Praise God. Am I communicating here? My eyes don't get open. Thank God for prophet Daniel. Praise God. I see pictures constantly from scriptures. And I show people. Their faith comes alive. And they become the pictures we saw from the scriptures. Am I communicating here? Now, 
I met this gentleman. I was talking to him. I said, I said, it's like you are running around this Flagstaff house. I don't know. I, 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 in fact, he was working as a junior man in, uh, what do you call it, uh, this place. EPA. Some small boy like that there. All of a sudden, they said they are picking some people for a conference somewhere. He became one of those chosen. When they returned, they said the president wants to meet all those who went for the conference. Am I communicating here? Listen. When you truly connect, it will show. I said, when you truly connect, it will what? It will show. What blessings accompany those who come under the ministry of a pastor? Number one, you get to know and understand God better. Well, you get to know and understand God better. Shallow Christians, Pastor Emmett, are Christians who don't have a pastor. They are moving from place to place every day. They are in a meeting. They are in one kind prayer meeting or the other. There are some of you here. Pastor Dan is not your pastor. You have about five different pastors. You submit to. You go to them on different matters. Go to them on different matters. Now, if you are a child and you have two English teachers or three English teachers, you may be confused. Am I complicated here? You, three different, this one teach you from here, this one teach, you will be confused. No wonder your life is a confused life. But I see grace bringing order into your life. I see a change coming into your life. Somebody give me a believing amen. amen. Listen, your greatest asset in life is not the knowledge of economics. Your greatest asset and treasure in life is the knowledge of God. In the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, he said, and such as do weakly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Daniel eleven thirty two. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 and 24. He said, thus saith the Lord of Israel, let not the rich man boast in his riches. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. But let him that gloriate, gloriate in this. That he knoweth and understandeth me. Sayeth the Lord. That's your greatest treasure in life. No wonder Apostle Paul, having served God, having worked with God for over 30 years, was still praying that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. How will you get to know God? Through the ministry of your shepherd. He says, I will give you shepherds after my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge. And that knowledge will bring you understanding. And your life will become outstanding. I see you living an outstanding life. I see you living an outstanding life. Number two, you enjoy spiritual growth. You grow. You grow. You grow. You have been married for... Three years, the same marital problem is what you bring to the pastor. Three years, the same problem. The same problem. After being in this fine church, this Holy Ghost charged atmosphere, for one year, two years, you are still dreaming and uh, goat and, uh, and uh, what do you call it? Cows in nurses' dress are chasing you. You have been anointed. You've been prayed for. All manner of this still. You know what? You are not growing. You are not growing. And I, I have seen the most difficult people to pastor are people who have refused to grow. You see, 
The Bible said, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Spiritual growth. When you are saved, the most important thing you must pursue is spiritual growth. Because every other thing that is yours has already been delivered to you. But to possess it, you know, you can buy a car and wheel it to your little boy. But until that boy comes to the age of 18, no one will allow him to drive that car. The car is his, but he will be denied access to drive that car. The book of Galatians says, Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 and 2, he said the heir, as long as he's a child, he differed nothing from a servant. Though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors. Until the time appointed of the father. You have to grow. Somebody say grow. Listen, the Christian life is said that if you don't grow, you will grow. If you don't grow, you will what? Grow. Your pastor feeds you to grow. He feeds you to what? Jesus grew through the ministry of his pastor. Number three, when you are, you have a shepherd over your life, your faith grows faster for triumphant living. Somebody say, my faith grows. Say, my faith grows. Now, hear me. Look here. Faith is your greatest key in life. Somebody say faith. Bible repeats that just shall live by faith four times in scripture. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jews first and to the Greek. He said, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. He said, the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2 4. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 to 39. He said, cast not away therefore your confidence. Which has a great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you shall receive the promise. He said, for yet the little one, and he that will come, will come. He said, now the just shall live by faith. But if my soul drop back, my soul shall not be upright in him. Can somebody hear what I'm talking about at all? Your faith must constantly be growing. Because you see, Satan's strategy, see, first attack is on your faith. When I read to you, what did Peter said, Jesus said, I prayed for you so that your faith fail not. That's what he said. I have prayed for you so that your faith fail not. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. See something there. He said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is like a, a roaring lion. walking about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. He said, whom resisted fast in what? Faith. How can you resist the devil? Faith is the key you need. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. He talked about, in the book of Ephesians, he talks about putting on the armor of God. But when you come to verse 16, he says, above all. Somebody say above all. Ephesians 6, 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith where you shall be able to quench some of the fiery darts. Some of the fiery darts. All the fiery darts. So when you don't have that blade, how will your faith be developed? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. Who feeds you with the word of God? Your pastor. Am I communicating to somebody here? Am I communicating to somebody here? Number four. 
you enjoy spiritual protection. Somebody say spiritual protection. When I was a child, Pastor Emmett, you didn't used to have a lot of security companies. The kind of security we had was, we used to call them watchmen. I don't know how they call them in Accra, but they call them watchmen. And they used to have this javelin. That's all they needed. But today, people have all manner of security. In fact, there are more security companies in Ghana than many other companies. Why? Because in the last days, terrible times will come. People will be wicked. So everybody is concerned about his protection. But do you know that all of those are useless protections? Except the Lord did the house of labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watch over the city. The watchmen work, but in vain. The Bible said, it's not of him that will it, nor him that run it. But God, that's so worth mercy. Let me tell you, no matter how wall, how tall your walls are, let your wall, the, the wall of your house be the tallest. When witches are coming. You know what I'm talking about. Witches don't need to enter by walls. Am I communicating here? They, they don't, and those are, you see, a lot of time people worry themselves about things that are not very important. The most important ones, they forget about them. You can drive a bulletproof car. When witches want to shoot you, <laughs> there is no blood flow, but you can feel you have been shot. Gun will be moving around your belly. You can feel it. That's why spiritual protection is key. Spiritual protection. Everybody needs. Let me tell you. Everybody. Most of the time, people wait. When they become great, they are looking for protection. I tell people it's a mistake. You must secure your head before your head becomes big. Am I communicating here? And your serpent will always defend you. While you are, I like what the Bible said. Do you know that the most valuable part of your being is your soul? Oh, what did Jesus say? Mark chapter 16, 26. What shall a man give in essence for his soul? What shall a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? But do you know who is responsible for the keeping of your soul? On earth! Who is responsible? In the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. He said, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself unto them. Give me that scripture. Please put it on the screen. Obey them. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself unto them for they watch over your soul. They watch for your soul. They watch for your soul. That's why it is part of the watching for your souls. While your pastor is praying in the night, sometimes he doesn't know what's happening but your name just pops up. And he's blowing in tongues. While he's praying in tongues like that, your soul is getting protected. You are supposed to travel out. The plane is meant to crash. But as he's blowing in tongues, that, that evil wind clears off your path. Now, these are things we don't see. And most of the time, people always take for granted the things they can see. Am I communicating here? You don't see it. It doesn't mean that it's not happening. Spiritual protection. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. What happens when you have a shepherd? You enjoy 
supernatural progress. Prosperity and all around fruitfulness. Somebody say supernatural progress. Prosperity and all around fruitfulness. I have a lot, quite a number of people who are under 35 in our church who are owners of multiple houses. Praise God. Speed. 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 One young man like that, they bought, they, they bought the land and started building and he realized that he would need to move in quickly. Then, he paused it. Then, not long after, somebody had built about seven-bedroom house and he was giving it out. He was selling it. Picked up money, about one point something billion and bought it. Praise God. Another owns a property now in one of the prime areas in Kumasi. 4.2 billion of it. Got it. And he has built a house. Established his own legal firm. This young man is under 40. I was telling Pastor about it. Young man! Supernatural prosperity. While you are under your serpent, you things fall in place. Let me tell you, please church, I beg you, never think that things just happen anywhere. Things don't just happen anywhere. Praise God. What you are enjoying here, never take it for granted. That you came here and God is changing your life. Never assume that you can have it anywhere. Praise God. There is always a place God has planted for you. And when you find that place and you get yourself planted, things begin to fall in place. I see things falling for you. The Bible said the lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. Yeah, I have a goodly heritage. I see you possessing your goodly heritage. final blessing you receive is that you become rooted and established in the house of God. You become rooted in what? Established! See any Christian who is hot today, cold tomorrow, hot today, cold tomorrow, they don't have a pastor. When you have a serpent, surely goodness and message are following me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of God forever and ever. You don't have a pastor. You, you are a member of prayer temple, but you have really not connected to him as your pastor. Because as your pastor, he will know you. There are people who come to church, they don't want you to know them. They don't want you to know them. With the exception of a few cases. Most of the time, people who hide in church and they don't want the pastor to know they have an agenda. Either they are chasing a certain girl or they are living a multiple life. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Why are you hiding? The Bible said, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. As I run this message out, I want to walk you through what you need to do. How you need to relate to your pastor so you can maximize the blessings God has ordained for your life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. One of the saddest scriptures I read is Mark chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. Mark chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. Let me walk you through before I touch on those key points. Mark 1, verse 1 to 6. 6, verse 1 to 6. Mark chapter 1, 6, verse 1 to 6. The Bible said, Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6, please. Verse 6. 
when Jesus, we can give it a new King James, and he went out from things and came into his own country. Somebody say his own country. He came into his own country. Now I'm not in my own church, but this place is Pastor uh, Dan's church. Praise God. I mean, in terms of Hesed, he's a pastor here. He came into his own country and that his disciples followed him. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? Please follow this scripture. It's one of the greatest scriptures in the scriptures. He said, where did this man get these, these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That such mighty works are done or performed by his hands. That is a very wonderful acknowledgement, isn't it? Now verse 4. Get ready for this. Is this not the carpenter's? Is it not the carpenter? The son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon are not all his sisters here with us. So they were offended at him. Now, give me a minute. You see the man, the man is wisdom, wise. You come, you see this church, order, excellence, everything is on. You come, the sick get healed, the homeless get homes. People are getting blessed. Is it not enough to tell you that this man carries something? Praise God. It can be obvious. But when you are in your home, people can see all of that. But they know you too well. They know you too well. Too well. There are some of you, you know pastor too well. When the church started, maybe you were here. You know him too well. Some kind of shoe he used to wear. You know him too well. You know him too well. How skinnier he was. You know him too well. You know him too well. And you know where he used to be. And everything about him. The Bible said they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor. Except in his own country and among his relatives. And in his own house. Verse 5. This is the, the saddest part. Now, somebody say now. Please, let's read it together. Read it. Say now. Say now. Now he could do no mighty work. He could do. What stopped him from doing? Because of the way they related. Because of the way they what? Was Jesus less powerful? Was Jesus less anointed? Was Jesus less wise? What happened? The same anointing was in place. But the people could not connect because of the things they knew. May I ask you this morning, what is it that you know about pastor that keeps you from receiving what you must receive from him? What is it that offends you in your past? The Bible said they were offended at him. Offended at him. You'll be, you'll be sure, but Lady Tema, people can be here and they are offended at pastor. Offended. When pastor speaks, they say, hey, Ojano, Latiabel. And you meet people like that. Those are people you want to look out for and avoid in church. Am I communicating? When you meet somebody and the person is talking in a way that is suggesting that this man is offended, he has something against pastor. 
stay away from me. Because sooner or later, one of the things that is very contagious is offenses. Very contagious. Very contagious. Meet a wife who is offended. And you are a wife who is happy. If you don't take care and dissociate, very soon, you will be seeing reasons to be offended in your husband. Your husband has no change. Your husband is the sweetest man he has always been. But now, somebody is giving you something that is unlike him. Nothing is as contagious. And you know what? Nothing also denies people access to grace like offenses. When you become offended, that's what the Bible says, lest any root of bitterness grow and spoil you. That you fail of the grace of God. That's why you need to know how to relate to your pastor well. Praise God. Yeah, because you see, your greatest blessing with all due respect and honor for the grace and the anointing upon Dr. Otavia. Your greatest blessing as a member of ICGC will come to you through this man. Those of you who are here. Am I communicating here? Those of you who are here will come to you. The blessing God has decided to give you through Dr. Otiabe is coming to you through this man. But when you see him, you see his height, you see his beard, you see his suit, you see his boyishness, you see the way he flows with people and jokes about. You cannot see Dr. Otabel in him. So you put Dr. Otabel in another place, then you keep him in another place. And you are looking for the Dr. Otabel's order of blessing in him. You can't get it. Am I communicating here? You can never get it. Never get it. You see, when it comes to spiritual things, honor is a vital part of it. Honor! Honor. How do I relate with my pastor? Number one, receive him as a special gift from God. Receive him. Somebody say receive him. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 8, when he ascended, he gave gifts. So your pastor is a gift to receive him. Receive your pastor. Your pastor is somebody who you should always be excited. Every time your pastor picks the microphone, you should be excited. Ready to receive. He says we are praying, you are into the prayer. We are giving, you are into the giving. We are reaching out to souls, you are into it. Everything we are doing, you are actively receiving. There are some people when they are in church, when you are teaching, yeah, it's, it's like they bow their heads as if they are interceding for you. Who told you I didn't pray? They are not receiving. You say receive the blessing. They can't be bothered. They are not saying amen. Let's stand on our feet. Oh, I all manner of attitudes. Now, when they finish, they say, Hey, it will be harder than before. Receive. Somebody say, Receive. You, you need to learn to receive. He said, I will give you pastors. If I give and you don't receive, you don't have it. Your pastor is your agent of blessing. If you don't receive him, you don't have the blessing. And Jesus talked about it. He said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. 
He that received it, you receive it what? Now, imagine if Jesus came into your house, how would you receive him? How would you receive him? When Obama came to Ghana, I remember how he received him. When Donald Trump's wife just walked through Ghana, I remember how she was received. When Jesus comes, how will you receive him? If you can't receive your pastor like that, you can't get a blessing. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. <laughs> when you are a baby, what I said will sound blasphemous to you. But Jesus said it himself. I'm not saying it. I mean, I've been here with you for three days or so. I've never given you anything for my imagination. Everything I know is from here. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Those of you who are doubting. Maybe I've said something. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. Can you give me that scripture, please? Matthew 10, 41. Go to verse 40. Then we'll take it. Verse 40. From verse 40 to 41. It says, verse 40 says, He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives the one that sent me. Am I complicating here? He who receives you, receives me. It's the same everywhere. If you receive Pastor Dan, you have received Dr. Otabel. If you receive Dr. Otabel, you have received Christ. Why? Because Christ sent him to form ICGC. And then when he formed ICGC, Christ also sent this man to him. Am I complicating here? So every time you receive one that is sent by Christ, you have received Christ. And when you receive Christ, you receive the reward that follows him. Come to 41. He said, he who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive a prophet reward. Now, wait. Your reward is dependent on your reception. Somebody say my reward. It's connected to my reception. So receive me, you have the reward. You don't receive me, you don't have the reward. But I like this. He said, he who receives a prophet, in the name of a prophet, receives a prophet reward. So you can receive a prophet in the name of something else. Am I complicating it? You can receive your pastor. Instead of seeing him as your pastor, you can see him as your friend. And a good pastor will always be friendly. Praise God. But the spiritual man does not see his pastor as a friend. Am I complicating here? I tell people all the time. When you relate to your pastor as a friend, you get a friend's reward. When you receive your pastor as a classmate, classmates reward, now you go get. You don't hear me so? Now you go get. When you receive your pastor as one of your little children, now little children reward, now you go get. Am I communicating at all to someone? So receive your pastor well. One of the dangerous pastors you can be around are pastors who are very free and friendly. They are very dangerous people. I've not known him for too long ago, but the things he shares with me, I can see that the man is a very, very friendly person. Go to picnic and be eating sockies. With members. Ha! That's, that's on another level. That's on another level. That's on another level. 
One week now on Sunday stands here and he begins to proclaim blessings. You can be seeing him in the light of the Gariso keys. So everything he says will go. People will come with testimonies. You will be there. That's why sometimes people who have been in the church for a long time, they stay there and they begin to think God has left the church. If God left the church, how come those who came are sharing testimonies? How come those who did are getting healed? Because you have been here long enough. Your heart has become corrupted. You cannot receive. You have known pastor for too well. So you cannot now receive. Am I communicating here? Your pastor may see you as a friend, but never see him as your friend. If you attend the school with him, uh, we are not in school now. Am I communicating here? We are no school at all. At all. My associate pastor, he was a PhD in soil science. When he enters my office, he sits when I tell him to sit. There are some of you, the moment you enter pastor's office, in fact, when you meet pastor, Emmett, please. Hey, also, 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 When you go to the office and your boss calls you, how do you respond? Yes, sir. When your pastor comes in, oh, awesome, about No respect and honor. No wonder the anointing is not working for you. One of the things that is very intelligent is the anointing. The anointing of God always goes to places where it's respected. When you respect the anointing, it will work for you. Anyone who respects the anointing will work for you. Always. Always. The Bible said Jesus came to his own. His own received him not. Number two, know your pastor. Somebody say, know your pastor. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. No outsider should be able to tell you something about your pastor and you believe it. You should rather be telling your pastor because, but unfortunately, because most of the time we don't talk about our pastor. People are always telling us negative things about our pastors because we are silent. There are good things that by the grace of God we have come to know over nine-year period, seven-year period, five-year period since you joined this church. Haven't you seen many good sides of this man of God? How many of them have you been marketing in your office? How many of them do you share it in your letter halls? No wonder you've been in church seven years and nobody has followed you to church. When the woman of Samaria encountered Jesus, she went back and said, come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. Everything. It looks like an exaggeration. But that was a testimony of a person who was touched. That is always. That is always. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Somebody gives you an information about pastor. And you can believe it. In spite of all that you know. You must know your pastor. Somebody say know your pastor. Know your pastor. I mean, people bring stuff. You say, pastor cannot do this. It ends it. Am I communicating here? 
That's all. Because the moment you hear one, you hear two, you hear three. And the moment you hear three, four, your heart will be corrupted. Now you will not be seeing pastor as a man of God. You'll be seeing pastor in the light of those lies you have been told. And I'm telling you, sooner or later, you cannot receive again. Am I communicating here? Thank God. So far, I've not received any offering here. Because this kind of message, when you teach, you don't receive offering. Yeah. But if your heart can be transformed, the offerings that will come long after will be much more. Can somebody give me an amen? Can somebody give me an amen? Give me an amen. amen. My volume is coming down. Please, don't quench my voice. <laughs> Praise God. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12. To know your pastor means to understand your pastor. Somebody say understand him. Understand your pastor. One of the greatest joys you can give to your pastor is when you understand him. Pastor is sharing a vision and you are not bringing any self-opinionation. The man has labored in fasting and prayer. The last time you fasted was during July 30 days of fasting and power, prayer. And even that one, you were doing 6 to 12. And when the man of God says, God is telling me this is what you want to do. Ah, pastor, have you considered the, how much it will cost? Have you considered how it will affect us? Have you considered the time? All those things are carnal answers. Am I communicating here? For understand your pastor. Pastor, I know we don't have enough, but I know God, with God all things are possible. Those are the people that make a church work. A church is driven by faith. It's not driven by your account. Most of the time you say we want to do a project and somebody says, ah, Pastor, but do you have enough for this? It's because you are not ready to give. Yeah, when the people don't want to give, he himself said, you know, Pastor, a lot of people are complaining. When did they complain to you? I'm the pastor of the church. I've not had a complaint. How come they are complaining to you? You are a chief complainant. Because people will always complain to people who have ears to hear. Am I communicating? Now, and a gossip and a hearer of the gossip. In English, they are all called gossips. Do, do, have you heard that? Gossip, he's a gossip. He is gossiping. He said a gossip. They are all the same. So you are hearing, you may not contribute. You are still liable. <laughs> Praise God. No. Number three, believe in your pastor and the anointing of God upon him. Somebody say believe. believe. You see, faith is critical. Jesus was speaking to his disciples in the book of John, John chapter 10, verse 24. He said, I'll be with you. You people, you don't know me. You don't believe me because you are not my sheep. That's what he said. You, the reason why you doubt what I'm saying is because you are not my sheep. He says, believe in the Lord. That is important. But believing in God alone will not bring you a miracle. I said, believing in God alone will not bring you a it doesn't happen like that. Jesus even told the people, John chapter 14 verse 1, he said, believe in God, believe also in me. Even Jesus, who was the son of God, he needed them to believe in him. Before something, when somebody comes to share a testimony and says, oh, and I was in a very serious crisis, I called pastor, pastor prayed with me, and then 
God sorted me out. When you are one of those wrong people in church, listen, the people have not seen God. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. When they can connect with the pastor, they can connect with God. Am I communicating here? When you have a testimony and you come and share it, as if there was no involvement with pastor, how will people's faith be energized? How will other people know that God is at work in this place? Am I communicating here at all? That's vital. The Bible said, believe those, believe in the Lord, you shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you shall prosper. 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 A couple in church have been barren for almost three years. Three years. The wife had a dream and came to me. Told me about the dream. When she finished, the Holy Ghost laid it on my heart to tell her do A, B, C, D, J. When they went ahead to do it, under a period of three months, they conceived. Praise God. As I speak, they have delivered a bouncing baby. Am I communicating here? Listen, it's not, it's a relationship with God. It's a connection. Am I communicating here? It's a connection. Your mother is your mother. Whether he's ugly or nice. And if your mother is ugly, I wonder how you look. So if you can describe her as ugly, start with yourself. Praise God. But it's vital to understand that. Believe in your pastor. You must believe that your pastor is the most anointed. Am I communicating here? Sometimes I see some WhatsApp uh, GP, some of our church members, they put, my pastor is the best pastor. Really? That's your pastor. We don't know him. Yeah. But if he was Chris Oyakilome, you put his picture. You put it on your wall. When he even comes to Ghana, where will he even see? But the one who is with you 24-7, you don't see anointing in him. No wonder your life is uh, an annoyance. Am I communicating here? It's so vital. Believe in your pastor. Believe that he's anointed because God will never put a man before, before you in whom he has not placed his anointing over. Any pastor God brings you under, he carries what you need to become all you need to become. That's why it's of no use looking for here and looking for there. Just remain focused. That's all you need. All you need. People, church members who are confused, usually have multiple sources they are drinking from. Oh, media, uh, you don't have to put your, uh, uh, your, your eggs in one basket, a little here, a little there. Your eggs will be gone. Number four, number four, respect and honor your pastor highly. Somebody say respect. Say respect. Say it, respect. And honor him highly. There's a word the Bible uses in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. He said, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Somebody say double honor. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Double honor. Double honor. That means anybody you respect, when you meet your pastor, give that double respect to your pastor. 
Am I communicating here? Give him double respect. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. He said, We beseech you, brethren, to know them who are who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. <laughs> verse 13. He said, and esteem them very highly. Can you see that? Esteem them what? Please read that with me. Let me know you are not sleeping on me. Esteem them very what? Highly. Esteem them very highly in love. For what reason? For their work's sake. For their work's sake. For their work's sake. Any pastor who is genuinely called will not joke with his work. And in taking our job serious, the close relationships around us, they suffer a lot. Praise God. Pastors are not easy human beings to marry. Am I communicating here? They are not easy human beings to marry. That's why you have to be filled with a demon to be talking about your pastor's wife. Because what she does in order for you to be blessed, Sunday after Sunday, Solution center after solution center. If they gave you one million dollars, you will still run away from it. Am I communicating here? Except if a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. Respect your pastor highly. Highly. Your pastor is sitting and standing and you are sitting. Praise God. He needs a chair. You give it to him. I'm not communicating. Your pastor is walking about and you are driving. Am I communicating here? I'm talking about honor, 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 honor. And let me tell you, this honor, it goes beyond anything you can imagine. It goes beyond anything you can imagine. I saw in scripture where one pastor baslided him. It is a very dangerous scripture. He baslided. All his children became wayward. His children. His name is Ella. His children became wayward. Please hear me and hear me well. Those of you who have a business of talking about pastors. A pastor down is still a dangerous person to be with. When he is down. Particularly if he is your pastor. Dangerous. Eli had lost his children and they had gone wayward. He went to the temple and a woman came. Been believing God for years. The Bible says year after year, Hannah came to the temple praying year after year, desiring God for a fruit of the womb. One day she came in desperation and bitterness. She cried her loins out. And then when she finished, all Eli could say, Ah, Hannah, I didn't want my appetite. Why are you drunk and desecrating the altar? Who is desecrating the altar? Me, Hannah, or you, whose children are sleeping with girls in the church? Hannah knew everything. Because you see, at that time, everything that was happening in Eli's house was public information. Everybody knew it. So Hannah could have easily referred him. Pastor, before you talk about my matter, let me address you. Our and check in one. Have you checked yourself out? Or you think we don't know? 
you think we don't know what is going on. Listen, and Marie Trawasi. Hannah could have done that. But no. Hannah, the man spoke, he misfired. Said the wrong things. But see how Hannah responded. He said, no, my Lord. Ah! No, my Lord. No, my Lord. No, my Lord. In his backsliding state, Hannah said, no, my Lord. Your pastor has not backslided him. And you can't even address him, sir. That's difficult for you to say. Ah, small boy there. I don't know if you're sir. Okay, how old are you? You are 50. Your boss in the office, how old is he? 35. When he calls you, do you answer, hey, I'm coming. Do you answer like that? You will lose your job. When you go to the hospital, doctors, 20 something, you say, lie down. Let me check you out. Check you out. You may be 80, you may be 90. If they don't check you out, you will die. So you lie down. But your spiritual disease are more. Your spiritual diseases are more. They are dangerous. And the one who is managing all of that, you don't have an iota of respect for him. What I'm talking about is of the heart. Praise God. Honor begins with the heart. But honor is also expressive in your actions. When you honor a man, when, when he appears, you will know it. Praise God. You will know it from your actions, your attitudes, your words. You see. Somebody say, respect him highly. Do you know? Hannah said, no, my Lord. When she did that, she said, I'm only a woman of a sorrowful spirit. And I poured out my soul to the Lord. Ah. The man of God said, oh, Hannah, I didn't know that. She said, okay, go. Lord grant you your request. Please. Go. The Lord do what? Grant you your request. Who said it? Eli. Who is Eli? He's on the ground. Basleading. On the ground. Basleading. When she went, how long had Hannah been praying? Year after year. By herself. Fasted many days, prayed many days, done sacrifices. Nothing happened. Eli, one word, go. After honor was displayed, the Lord grant thy request. The Bible said, when she went, everything, the same thing she had been doing for years, no result. Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. And the Lord remembered Hannah. How did he remember Hannah? That means until Eli spoke, God had forgotten about Hannah. Is it possible that until your pastor speaks to God about you, God may not remember you? Am I complicating here? No. Hannah was remembered. Hannah, the barren, became a mother of seven. Why? Honor. 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 It's not your prayer. It's not your prayer. Pray. Be holy. But it's not about that. When you are connected to the right source and you are connected well, whether you are praying or not, things will be happening. Am I communicating at all? Honor. Honor. Never become too familiar with your pastor. 
that when he says something, you now begin to logicalize it, rationalize it. Never. It's too dangerous for you. Praise God. Praise God. Number five, love your pastor dearly. Somebody say, love him. Say, love him. Love your pastor dearly. Love him. First Thessalonians 5, 12 and something. He said, esteem them highly in love. Love your pastor. Love your pastor. When you love your pastor and you love him very well, it will show. Praise God. It will show. You are always looking for the best for your pastor. Am I complicating? You are always. His best interest is what you have at your heart. When you get a Mercedes uh, G-Wagon, will you be glad? Oh, lift up your hands. Would you be glad? Because of what I've been teaching you, don't, don't, I'm not a bad person. No. Praise God. Receive a wagon. Receive S5. And this is what we do week after week as pastors. Every time. Receive. Receive. And like you are saying, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. Every good thing is good for congregation members to receive except the pastor. Can I preach? Except the pastor. G-Wagon, when you drive it, it's okay. When pastor drives it, he has become arrogant. When you drove it, did you become arrogant? When you drive it, it's okay. When pastor drives it, he has become too kind. And so for my band here, I'm going to pay material things. Be naked. Come to church naked. You don't like material things. Come to church naked. Am I communicating at all to someone? Come to church and return naked. So that we know you don't like material things. When Jesus died, he, he he was crucified on the cross naked. When he woke up, was he naked? That should tell you something. Naked I came. Naked shall I return. That's a joke. Praise God. And no modern day Christian wants to be a Job. But we want our pastors to be Jobs for us. It's because we don't love them. Now, if your pastor was your, uh, were to be your husband, imagine that for a moment. If that pastor is your son. Ah! Mommy. Eja, if that pastor is your son. Imagine. All these things you are making, you are saying about him, trying to discredit him, trying to undermine him. All of this is into Do you know what love is? A lot of people talk about love. They don't know what love is. Love simply means Whatever good you, you want for yourself, want the same for other people. Somebody say, want the same for other people. 
I'm not saying wish the same, want the same for other people. Whatever good you want. That's all love is. That's all love is. That's what love is about. Love him dearly. Somebody say love him dearly. And the next thing follows it. Give consistently to your pastor. Somebody say give consistently. Give consistently to your pastor. Consistently. Consistently. Some of you can sow seeds, monthly seeds into your pastor's life. Some of you, every two months you can bless your pastor. Bless his wife. Give consistently. Let me show you some scripture. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 6. Galatians chapter 6. Give me the New King James Version. Galatians 6 6. Galatians 6 6. We'll be out of here in the next few minutes. When I finish this and your spirit receives it, the anointing service, <laughs> it will flow. Listen, the, the end of this year will be the best for every one of you. Forget about what people are saying. The Bible says, when men are cast out, you shall say, there's a lifting up. Listen, you are not ending the year the way you began it. You'll be ending on the note of victory. You'll be ending on the note of laughter. In the mighty name of Jesus. And that's what this anointing is about to do. But I'm just preparing your head to receive the anointing. Because if I don't clear all of these cobwebs from your head, when we put the anointing, nothing will still work. I'm not communicating here. So just give me a few minutes. Let me finish here. Galatians 6, 6. Let him. Somebody say, let him. Okay, let's read it together. One go. Let him. So who does the teaching? Oh, please talk to me. So he said, let him that is taught. Who is taught? Say, I am the one taught. He said, let him that is taught in the word share what? In all good things with him who teaches. And where you go to verse 7, he said, he do not be deceived whatsoever a man soweth. The same is that Can I tell you? Church people who understand this and they give to their pastor, they receive greater returns from the ministry of their pastor. Am I communicating here? But I'm, I'm telling you, all the time it happens. All the time. It happens all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Say all good things. Every time you come to pastor's office, it's a problem you are sharing. Why will you come and share money? Yeah, because the Bible didn't say, share all problems with him. But that one, we share it consistently. Even when he doesn't want to hear about problems, you still tell them. You can't even discern that pastor must be tired after a conference like this. When we close, pastor, I want to discuss something with you. Every time, discuss. Every time, discuss. When will you bring some money from the discussions that we have had earlier? Am I communicating here? Say all good things. Some of you, and listen, it doesn't need to be big. 
just started somewhere. Some of you too. Where you are now, if you bring 100 Ghana a month, it's an insult. Because God has blessed you enough. God has blessed you enough. Some of you, where you are, 20 Ghana CD credit a month every. Every month is a major sacrifice. But you know what? You are sharing good things with your pastor. Listen, the people who relate with their pastors like that, it's amazing how the Holy Ghost can reveal things about them to their pastors. Am I communicating? Things happen all the time. All the time. All the time. Share all good things. Share all good things. Listen, your pastor is not a bank. Don't go to your pastor for loan. It's a very bad practice. I've showed you the things you come to your pastor for. He feeds you with the word of God. He prays for you. Did you see go for a loan? Am I communicating here? Pastor, do they come to you for loan? <laughs> oh, thank God for yourself. You are good people. In my church, somebody can come to my office. Pastor, can I get some 1,000? Say you, son of Belial. Son of Belial. Am I communicating here? You have to share all good things. All good things. So enough of the problems. Can you tell your neighbor and say enough of the problems? Enough of the problems. Imagine for a moment. Everybody shares his problem with pastor. Who does pastor share his problem with? That's why the Bible said, apart from the problems which are okay to share, share good things. Let them be motivated. I'm not communicating. There are some people, man of God, when they say they, they, they call me, I'm glad to take. There are others, when they call me, I will let it ring and multiple times. Then I can think that maybe something very serious is happening. Now pick up. But there are some people, as soon as I hear the call, I will pick. Because you see, a pastor is also like God. When God smells offering, he responds. Didn't I show you on Friday? Oh, how many of you were here on Friday? I, every time, all the offerings people gave, he responded. And you have been bringing matter, one matter. If it's not your waist, it's your leg. If it's not your leg, it's your child. If it's not your child, it's your husband. Never have you brought an offering to pastor. If you are not a weekly church member, how can you forget your pastor's birthday? Birthday! The whole year, no envelope. His birthday too, you have forgotten. Am I communicating here? Let me tell you. Eh? If you, the Bible says, happy are you if you do these things. There are things you do to be blessed in church. Don't sit in church and think that. Nah, nah, nah. No, there are things you do. Things, simple, simple, simple things you do. Most churches, on the average, those who are very prosperous, most of the time, they are not the most prayerful. I don't know whether you have noticed it. When we are doing offering, and we say, can somebody give us 5,000 Ghana CD? Most of the people who will come, when we call for all night, we don't see them. Sometimes, even Sunday, Sunday, we don't see them. But there's a heart. A certain heart. Am I communicating here? A certain The reason why you can talk about pastor's car is you have never given to him. You have never given anything to him. 
And you are even looking forward to receive. What's the issue is here? You are not where you are. Shame on you. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 9 11, He said, If we have sown to you spiritual things, if we have sown, 1 Corinthians 9 11, if we have sown to you spiritual things, 1 Corinthians 9 11, if we have sown to you spiritual things, we might, if we have sown spiritual things, is it a great, it's a question, is it a great thing if you reap your material things? Have you seen that it's only when churches do something awesome for their pastor that people now begin to talk about it? Oh, please talk to me. When they say a pastor has a plane, ah! As of when they say, Oma say, Ya say, Oma. And people be saying already, a Christopher, Oma, that say, Ya Really? I thought our Bible says that the oil flows from the head. Every time you see your pastor change level, <laughs> sow a seed and connect to that level. Am I communicating here? That's what you do. That's what you do and you do it excitedly. Do it with joy and gladness. Somebody say give. Consistently. If you can't give consistently, occasionally. Christmas is coming. Bless pastor. Bless his wife. Take Mama Thema out. Mama Thema, today I want you and the kids, I want us to take a walk to the mall. And by the time they are returning, ah, when she goes home, and pastor says, in the next one month, Thema, you won't see my body. I'll be lying in church praying. It won't be much of a problem. Am I communicating here? But the man is here 24-7, month after month, week after week, praying himself dead. His wife is lying in bed, whether the weather is cold or hot, alone. And you are enjoying the blessings and forgetting. The Bible says, do not muscle the ox that shredded out the corn. The laborer is worthy of his reward. Am I communicating here? Vital! This, I'm, just pla- I'm just placing in your hands keys of transformation. Keys of what? I'm telling you, within the next one year, I have told you conferences are not made by great, uh, they are made by great decisions. What makes people is not how glorious the conference is, the great decisions we make out of them. There are certain decisions, some of you out of today's meeting, you will begin to make and you start to do that will provoke strange order of blessings to your in your life between now and the end of the year. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear a louder amen? amen? I'm closing shortly. Number one, number seven, pray constantly for your pastor. Somebody say, pray for him. Pray for him. Remember him. Remember him. Your pastor is the prime target of the enemy. Satan is not after you as much as he's after your pastor. Satan hates your pastor more than he hates you. The Bible says, strike the shepherd, smite the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter. That's all he's after. When the pastor falls into a moral challenge, you see how church members behave? Particularly those who never prayed for him. 
There are the people who put it on social media. Number eight, be grateful to your pastor. Somebody say be grateful. Say be grateful. Most of the things pastors do to keep us going, you have no idea. Praise God. You have no idea of. From December last year to April 30th of 2018, I was in the first altar. Four months, 120 days. What am I praying for? See my body. By the time you go through that exercise, the sacrifices pastors make in order to... When your pastor enjoys conflicts more, please, the man has gone through a lot. A lot that you don't see. It is the car you see. Don't be deceived. Turn to the neighbor and say, don't be deceived. The ceaseless night of prayer, you can see it. The sacrifices, you can see it. Be grateful. Somebody say, be grateful. Be grateful because it's a dangerous thing to show ingratitude to somebody who has been a blessing to you. It's a dangerous thing. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 13, it said, whosoever rewarded evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. It's a very dangerous scripture. Proverbs 17, 13, whosoever rewarded evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Never harbor offenses against your pastor. This is my last but one point. Never harbor. Somebody say, never harbor. Oh, say three times. Never harbor. Say, never harbor. The last time, never harbor offenses against your pastor. Do you know why God gave you a pastor? Who is like you? The Bible says when Jesus came, he did not become a high priest after the order of angels. He became a high priest after our order. Christ became a high priest after our order. That he can feel our infirmities. Praise God. That means upon all the anointing, your pastor is still human. Am I communicating? He's still human. He's not perfect. So he can miss it one way or the other. And when he misses it, the Bible says, Woe to the world because of offenses. Matthew 8 7, 18 7. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come. Offenses. Somebody say offenses. Matthew 18 7. Offenses must come. Somebody say they must come. They must come. But when they come, we must not keep them. If you want your marriage to work, offenses will come. In your office, offenses will come. Between family members, offenses will come. But when they come, we have to let them go. Am I communicating here? When you have offenses against your pastor, you have hindered your blessings. Harboring offenses against your pastor is hindering your blessings. Never. 
If pastor does something you are not happy with, go to him. And go to him respectfully. Am I communicating here? You saw how Hannah spoke. My Lord! The man misfired. But Hannah still called my Lord. Never harbor offenses. If pastor has done something against you, and you believe that you can't forgive, which makes you almost like somebody who is not born again. Because if you're a child of God and you, you can't forgive, you really are not saved. Praise God. But if you are in church and pastor has done something against you, you can't forgive him. Please, find a place and move. Because no matter how long you stay there, you will never be blessed by his ministry. Am I communicating here? Never be blessed by his ministry. I close with never abandon your pastor in times of crisis. Somebody say never. Say never. Say never. Never abandon your pastor in times of crisis. Never. Every time people go through problems, whether it's marital challenge, whether it's financial challenge, they want pastor to stand with them. Every time. And when you pastor for long, you see that people have varied problems. Pastor will be standing with marital problems, childbirth problems, all kinds of things. And sometimes, if the Holy Ghost does not aid us, you may die. In the process of wanting to help I remember a gentleman walked to our church some time, a couple of years ago, and this guy was impotent. No, he was not impotent. I think he was, but he couldn't speak well. His language, he couldn't speak well. Studied, was a pharmacist. He couldn't speak well. Couldn't speak well. He was having all manner of demonic problems. And I asked him, listen. A curse is never causeless. What might be the what did you do? I mean, Jesus has forgiven you, he's ready to forgive you and redeem you. But please tell us, honesty has a way of bringing healing. This guy will not tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Before I had the courage to ask him that, I've been praying, fasting. Then one day, he opened his mouth. What did he do? His best friend's wife. This guy entered the motorway. Not once, not twice. And this guy discovered it. Not born again and comes from a certain part of Ghana. Am I communicating here? And I was fasting and praying that God intervened. Meanwhile, when he came to the church, too, no, he was also still doing the same thing. So the matter appeared before me. One of the ladies appeared and came and tell, told him. So I asked him, listen, what is happening? Then he started talking. I said, Oga, I don't think I have medicine for your problem. 
Go wherever you can get solution. Am I complicating here? People want pastors to stand with them. But very few people are ready to stand with pastors. Even this church, ICGC as a church, nobody can talk about the amount of sacrifice Dr. Otabel has made to bring us where we are today. The impact he has made on lives. People who have gotten daily bread from companies. When he had a little challenge, I won't be surprised some of you seated here, open your mouth and also talk against him. And he said, oh, that is a, a private life. Listen, your pastor has not got a, a private life. His life is your life. Am I communicating here? I tell you, also for that, the kind of things people come and tell me in my small office there, if a little of them, by mistake, goes on radio, the whole station will be on fire. Pastors hear things, and we keep them. Church members hear things, and it's on WhatsApp, social media. What did Jesus not do for his disciples? Everywhere, while he was on earth, everywhere he went, he went with them. Multiply bread. When they couldn't pay tax, uh, fish will vomit gold, then they will pay tax. Oh, manna! The day they arrested him, everybody scattered. Everybody scattered. Will you scatter? God forbid, should something happen to Pastor Dan? Should something happen to his wife? Will you stand with him? And mind you, listen. God knows your thoughts from afar. Am I communicating here? He said, your ways are not my ways, neither are my thoughts like your thoughts. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Will you stand with him? What? That, so, these, all the things I've talked to you about, test, test, test. If you pass the test, you don't pray for promotion. Have you seen that? You don't pray for promotion after you have passed the test. The questions are set. Pass them! And the breakthroughs will follow. There are many things a pastor will do for you to be blessed. Even if you, they give you a, every other thing, you can do it. It's grace. Oh. This our job is what? I said it's what? Grace! Grace. Grace. Yaps sang a song. Onipen to me nyembridi. Jise di free swaman and sa. Enti radie. Bwame mame nya konkro. Enipen to me nyembridi. That's what John the Baptist understood. He said, A man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. The challenges in this church, as big as we are, if they put one quarter on your head, you may not survive. That's why you must value and appreciate your pastor. Church, take whatever God has given you in this message. Work with it. If by the grace of God we get to meet again, all the better. I'll be looking forward to your testimony. If we don't meet again, when you make it to heaven, and I know you will make it, when we see each other, You'll be thanking me and be blessing me there. 
for telling you the truth. Not many pastors will tell you. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. There is something we are going to do before we get into the anointing service. Bow down your heads for a moment. Maybe you didn't know these things and because you didn't know it, you, in one way or the other, you, you are falling a victim of something. I just want you to pray for a moment and ask God to forgive you. God is merciful. Ask him. Something you spoke to your wife. Something you spoke to someone else. Ask God to forgive you. Listen, in this forgiveness is someone's breakthrough. In this forgiveness is someone's healing. In this forgiveness is someone's open door. Open your mouth in the next few minutes and ask God. Lift up your right hand with me. You are praying for grace to put the word you have received to work. Grace. Open your mouth and ask God for grace. Grace to put the word you have received to work. Open your mouth. Ask God for the grace to put the word to work. Lift up your right hand with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love and your mercies. Thank you for the revelation of your word. Thank you for your grace that has been poured out in our hearts. Thank you for transitions and translations. Thank you for transformations in the lives of your people. Thank you for for forgiveness and healings. Lord, as your people come into the frequency of this revelation, thank you that beginning from today, a turnaround begins in your lives. Let me hear a louder amen. Let me hear a believing amen. Amen. Beginning from today, let closed doors open. Let closed doors open. Let closed doors open. Let closed doors open. Let prayer requests become testimonies. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as we anoint your people from this day forward. Let the anointing, the grace, and the anointing that is resident upon your servant, Pastor Dan, and upon myself, let that anointing speak 
strange or doubt blessings for your people. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that by this anointing, your people will end 2018 better than every other year in their lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We honor you and we bless you. That our lives are never going to be the same again. Let me hear even amen. Please take your seat in God's presence. As you receive Pastor Dan, we'll be getting into the anointing. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate the gift of God, the man of God. Very powerful. Wherever you are, you came to church with your tithe. Please rise to your feet. Let's receive our tithe quickly. Outside.